You're listening to part two of the 2011 Winter NAM Report, a podcast produced for the Musicians Lab. In this podcast, Tomas and James discuss the guitars, pedals, and amplifiers unveiled at NAM, as well as the state of the music industry. A few different companies were coming out with these smaller guitar amplifier heads, which I thought were cool. Mace has got this thing called a Transatlantic. It's like a little... Oh, I've seen that. It's a teeny, teeny, what is it, a 15 watt or... It's, yeah, I think it, it's class A around 15 watts, but you can make it AB up to 25 watts, and it only weighs oh, cool. like 12 pounds, so you can put it in an overhead. Oh, nice. And, um... Did you play through it or hear it or... I did hear it. It sounds okay. EL84s. Okay. And, um... Vox has got a similar one. Vox also had a really cool um, new set of combos designed by Tony Bruno. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The Boutique Camp Builder. Those sound really, really nice. Oof. Uh, cool. And um, Marshall's, too. Marshall has some great stuff out, too, as always. I really like, um, you know, I'm a big fan of their vintage amps, of course. But they have that new, I think it's Vintage Modern. Yeah, I've heard of that. Is that what Gilbert was playing when he was at the workshop? That's exactly it. Yeah, that sounds great. Really good. And they've got huh. this little teeny five water, too, that's really cool. I think I've seen that, too. It's like a a combo? Yeah, I think it's a class five. Uh-huh. I could be wrong as far as the name is concerned, but pretty cool little piece. And, and obviously, um, they still have their hand-wired series. Right. That's exactly Which you were it. playing through one of those too, right? When you did some tour or something, didn't you play through one of yeah, them? Yeah, exactly. Um, the 59 or? Yeah, the 59. It's 100 watt. 100 water. And I really like that 20 water too. That's what I have. I got that from a, from a student of mine. I think the student bought it because I was talking it up so much because I had played one that I really loved. And I still love it, man. It sounds great. Yeah, those you know? are great. And to also for travel too, if you get a um, a case for that. Would yep. be a great traveling uh, amp because it's, it's yeah, small it's enough. really small. It's absolutely it's light. You know, it's not uber loud. So if you're playing with a big metal band, it's definitely not the amp to bring. But uh, well, the thing is, you can mic it and and crank it too. You know, and yeah. and the thing with traveling nowadays, it's so difficult. Um, you know, flying and and bringing gear that whatever you can get that's compact that sounds good is is. Light, too. The big thing is light, because over a certain weight, they wouldn't even take it now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd heard that um, Henderson, Scott Henderson, d- developed with uh, Sir a head that was very light. I mean, it was a Marshall type, you know, whatever. That I would water. not know, because Sir was not an AM this year. Really? Yeah, and they were <laughs> actually, that's another thing I was going to bring up, is this year seemed to be a bit smaller than years past. Uh, wow. People were buying left and right. I mean, you'd see sold tags on a lot of gear that, you know, companies had uh, there, there yeah. displayed. But a lot of the smaller, I'd say, you know, boutique companies and things like that were missing this year. Which wow. Which is kind of a drag because that's a lot of the the stuff that I'd like to check out. Yeah. Especially I'm sure it's too. I'm, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. But. Um, How about guitars? Any cool t- stuff with that? Really cool. Actually, um, I was playing some duos over at David Gage. Um, they have these, they make flight cases for acoustic basses, upright basses with okay. Christian Fabian. And the good people from Carvin were nice enough to loan me a guitar to play over there. And, and they have this cool. uh, semi hollow body, it's a carved top. I think it's SH645 is the model. And it was killer. 
beautiful guitar, kind of a smaller double cutaway, uh, okay, almost three thirty five ish, but with a carved top and. Um, I never yeah. think of uh, Carvin doing that type of a guitar, but I'm sure they have a whole line. Sure, yeah, they've got um, Gambali was there too, Frank Gambali, and they've got his new signature line, which is similar to the one they loaned me, but um, you know, it's got a little bit more kind of uh, fancier top on it, and some more ornate kind of inlays and things like that but uh really impressed with that they also have a midi version of that guitar yeah and so i was really impressed with that guitar played great sounded great and um you were able to play over dorian vamps or, or oh, no 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 you no. couldn't you couldn't do but that. there were a lot of those being played around there for sure <laughs> well, that's great and um another really really cool product i saw um was by wilkinson they make the wilkinson bridges Right, and um, Matt Smith, a uh, a colleague of ours from the Guitar Workshop, National Guitar Workshop, was there demoing this new product. Um, I don't even know. I didn't even catch the name of it, but basically, it's a self-tuning bridge. So, kind of a <laughs> kind of a uh, like Strat is, style. Is it ridiculously big? No, no, no? it's a okay, uh, right. standard size bridge. But what happens okay. is uh, the saddles. Move um, and tune for you. They move and tune for you, and there's a little um, kind of like LED and button that you can push, and you can store up to six settings in there to alternate tune your guitar. <laughs> really? And within ten seconds, it completely tunes you from like open E to standard tuning to whatever you store <laughs> in there. And it's to like one one thousandth of a cent to being perfectly in tune. Which is way better than our, you know, even the best person with the best ears can even tune it. Right. So it was flawlessly in tune. Wow. And um, really and it was a standard cool. bridge. Let me to size wise. Exactly, standard that's, size bridge. That's like a, pretty crazy. And um, it runs on a, like a nine volt battery. And what he had done is, um, like, they ha- he was demoing it on a Strat type body. Is um, on the back where the springs are. Um, he had the nine volt in that cavity back there. Okay. But it was pretty sweet. And, um, I mean, again, the tuning was absolutely perfect and it's, he's trying to get it out, I think this year, but again, I'm talking to the guy that actually designed and developed the thing, you know, Trevor Wilkinson was there and he was the, you know, talking to me all about the thing. That's pretty cool. And that's the cool thing about, again, about NAM is that you can go there and talk to the actual people that develop the products, um, or in research and development. And, um, the designers and everything and 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 then i'll ask him like you know what makes this different or what makes this better than you know so-and-so's product yeah than everything else what hey what so guitars that's some stuff anything else stood out to you um like let's say pedals any pedal stuff yeah the um another uh colleague of ours from the guitar workshop david coltai he's got um pigtronics uh effects is his effects company. He's got some cool, um, he's got all these really cool kind of modulation effects and they've, it's a cool, like multiple pedals in one. Right. Some things that make it sound like spaceships are taken off and all kinds of crazy things. So that was pretty cool. Um, the people over at exotic, yeah. you know, I love, right, um, yeah, me too, man. Great. They, stuff. uh, they had some cool things out there. Of course, the BB plus and the AC plus. What's um, the BB plus? What's that? Um, is it a bigger pedal? Is it? It's with a two BB brains? booster with two channels. 
Okay. And okay. Um, that's pretty cool. And they have s- had some other versions of the circuits um, of their, you know, the pedals they've had out for quite a while, but in really tiny, small Oh, that's closures. Awesome. Oh, so, that's awesome. I love that. The smaller, the better. That's the biggest gripe that I have with pedals. Sure. Make them small, please. And they oh also God. had, um, <laughs> yeah. And they also had a prototype of a uh, a new Wawa, which I really hope comes out this year. They were kind of up in the air as far as when they're going to be able to get that out, but it, it was it sounded great. Oh, that's great too. And totally tunable, where you could change the input gain and output gain. Pretty sweet. I hope they come out with that. Um, other than that, basically the same old stuff. You know, a lot of of the same thing and fancier packages, and. Um, Basically, to me, when it comes down to it, the things that I like the best are the classics. The Gibsons, the Fenders, the Marshalls, the Voxes, the Fender That's funny, man. That goes for a little... I have a little tidbit on this. I remember when I was studying with uh, Wayne Krantz, and I, I... at one point, maybe it was after I was studying, because I got an endorsement, and I talked to Wayne. I, I said, hey, man, do you have, do, have you ever searched for an endorsement? And he was like, you know, if I could time travel, I would get endorsed by Fender in the 1960s. Right. Because that's what I use. I use a Fender from 1960. He was basically like, I mean, I don't know, maybe at this point he is having an endorsement, uh, but he was basically saying that he uses really old gear. He doesn't need a thousand. He doesn't want a a ton of gear he just wants the stuff that he uses so what's the point of having an endorsement that's exactly it unless you really dig the product and like me for diodario strings i love the strings that's what i've always used they were nice enough to um, give me an endorsement and i love it because it's stuff that i really dig and it's uber helpful having a string endorsement sure yeah but other than that, I mean, to me, I, I tend to use a lot of classic gear. I mean, I do have a, a guitar endorsement with Parker Guitars, and they are fantastic instruments. But huh. for the style that I play, a lot of times I find that I end up going back to Gibsons and Fenders. That's just yeah. kind of how I hear, um, you know, the people that I've dug and, and grew up listening to. That's what they played, and that's those yeah, are the I had sounds that, I like. I had an endorsement with Brian May for a while. Brian, Brian May? May, really? Sorry, Brian Moore. Yeah, Brian May. He was like, <laughs> no wonder you he don't gave have me it an anymore. To listen to Queen, <laughs> I was the number one listener. <laughs> He's trying to pitch the guitars as Brian May guitars. Yeah, these are great Brian May guitars here. More, I mean, Brian Moore. I apologize. And they made a great instrument, and everything was it was fine. But I, I didn't really use it that much. I played it once in a while, and I did use it, but. I always went back to my, my Fender or my Les Paul, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's it. So, And um, um, they had, you know, the thing is, I was a little, feeling a little bit, um, I don't know, I guess you could say despondent about some things. When a lot of the people were there, and it seems like everyone was scrambling, and um, every, a lot of people looked frantic and scared, you know, because the, the state of the music industry is a little bit in disarray right now. But when I walk up to Fender... And they have all these seven and eight thousand dollar custom shop guitars up there. They had a right. wall of them, and every one of them had a sold sticker on it. Wow! So that tells me that you know 
maybe there is some hope and um, and people are buying products again and, and maybe some money is flowing, although it is not flowing in my pocket at this time. <laughs> right, to me either. But maybe... Uh, You're going to get rich off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get mad rich playing well, fusion guitar because <laughs> right, everyone knows that that's where all the money is that's where the money is yeah definitely man and i'm I gonna make this vow putting out a fusion album maybe she saving it on the band i tell you what i'm gonna make this vow right now even when i do become uber rich and famous as yeah. a fusion guitarist i'm yes. going to vow to continue to eat ramen noodles wow because i dig them well you know if you like it you can go with what you like yeah you know that's, that's cool it. You'll just be driving around a Bugatti. <laughs> right, yeah. So you, this is interesting, too, because I just... Re- and I talked to you about this on the phone before. I just recently read um, a, a Berkeley Today article. I graduated from Berkeley, and it's the alumni. Yeah. You know, whatever magazine that comes out. And there was a guy... Berkeley alumni. That, here it is, um, which means I know nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which means that I'm poor and destitute. <laughs> Berkeley has totally set me up for, for being a loser. Um, so th- uh, th- there was an article in it where a, I don't know if it was a teacher or just someone that was being interviewed, but he, he, uh, um, was an economist and he was talking about the state of the music industry. And he said that this was, uh, 2010 was the first year that the sales of instruments out and I shouldn't I'll say instruments, oh, instruments and music education combined outdid the sales of actual recorded material so uh, which is interesting to me because the mom and pop shops around my area are dropping off like flies um, well maybe it's all online or maybe yeah that yeah, or i noticed right. i noticed some of the bigger chains too like the walmarts have picked up you know lower end brands too and and i teach beginning guitar classes at a college here and i'm noticing a lot of those first act guitars and uh, even a few esteban guitars Really? Good old Esteban, yeah. man. QVC's in on it, too. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. But as far as the uh, the smaller shops around here, they're definitely struggling, which, huh. is, which is a drag. We also just got Guitar Center in town, too, so I imagine that that has something to do oh, with yeah, it as well. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, of course, man. It's like Walmart kills the little five and dime, you know, so, you know, Guitar Center kills the small guitar store. Yep. Um, you know, the other thing that this economist said was that basically the sales of recorded music, this is, you know, um, it, taking into account ringtones and whatever recorded music, people buying, rec- you know, recorded music in whatever form they buy it, iTunes, you know, if they actually go old school and get a CD, everything all together is less than half what it was in 1989. Right. Right now. And again, that kind of goes back to the same guys from 1989 are at NAMM pushing all the products. They're the ones that are on the marquee. They're the ones doing the demos. Yeah, I mean, you still got Ingve and Steve I and Satriani and those guys doing signing and demos out there pushing yeah, the well, products. Yeah, for guitar, whittly, whittly, that's it. Those exactly. The, the kingpins, and they've been the kingpins forever. I kind of doubt there'll ever be anybody at that level of fame again. Just, just the nature of the business. Any, you know, it's, it's they don't have, they don't, they don't, what company is going to push a guitar player? Well, except for us, you know. Oh, well, us, musicians, yeah, exactly. Have, you know, <laughs> forget it. I mean, we'll that's, a <laughs> that's a given. That's a given. So, here, here's a, here's just a, a, a kind of a, a, a close it up thought. Are you going to go back? <laughs> you going to go b- again? Yeah, I'll definitely go back. I, you know, you, I'm gonna definitely need the year break for sure. <laughs> right. And then. Um, I'll probably slide out again next year, 
for a couple of days. I also usually try and um, set it up to where I have some gigs around LA, the LA area at the time. Oh, did you do that this year? No, it, it fell through this year, which was kind of a drag, but um, I did have some business play. meetings and, and hooked up with some other stuff, so that was good. Great. But, yeah, you're um, doing, you're, your career's taken off, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, look it out. is, man. Look out, world. Big, yeah, you did some good tours. It's very good. Very impressive. Yep. Um, I'm playing with the lovely Bernadette Peters this evening in the Jacksonville Symphony Orchestra. Uh, are you really? Yep. So if you're in the area, come check oh, that out. Kick Marianne ass. Theater. Well, this will be out hopefully over the weekend, so that so it'll be after you play. How did it go? It was fantastic. Oh, okay, all right, good. She looks great. <laughs> I it. She's awesome. She's super beautiful and sings great. Bernadette Peters, I saw at I was going to see Pierre Ben Susan, mm-hmm. and uh, w- she was leaving. Whoever was playing prior to um, Joe's whatever land, Crab Shack. Joe's whatever, uh, some place in New York City. Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah, the crab shack. And uh, she, I was like, when I saw her, I thought, like, you know, she walked by and, I, and it hit me that that was Bernadette Peters. But the thing that I was shocked about is like, she doesn't look that much older. I mean, the last movie I saw her in was like, got to be 20 years ago. Yeah, she's going to be 63 coming up. I mean, up she in like looks fantastic yeah. for 63. Beautiful. Like, shockingly good. Yeah, it sings like a bird. She's very, very talented. Really? So I'm looking forward to that. We had rehearsals. She sounds great, looks great, and uh, should be a good gig. That's really cool. Who? Any other gigs coming up? Um, Let me see here. You did play with uh, Sanborn, right, when he was in town? Yep, and Maceo Parker. Maceo Parker, too. Dave Brubeck. Dave Brubeck. That's just, look at this, man. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky. I've got, um, oh, I'm playing uh, at the Jazz Corner with the Oregon Trio. Um, February 4th and 5th. And did that's that CD in, come out? It did. That's in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Maybe we'll end the podcast with uh, some of that music. And I've got uh, another set of gigs in Atlanta, Georgia, February 25th and 6th with the Scott Giddens Trio, again, Oregon Trio. Cool. And then um, a bunch of stuff coming up this summer, teaching for National Guitar Workshop. And some other things here and there in between. I'm be I'm sure I'll be playing Jacksonville Jazz Festival again and and some other dates too. So as of now that's what I got. So That's very cool. Yep. Oh, and a new recording, Crane Fabian project featuring myself along with Frank Gambali and Eric Marienthal, Mitchell Foreman and Scott Henderson and wow. uh, Mike Miller. And a few I've other heard people. Of those people. Yeah. Alex that's Acuna also on this one, percussion, so that's great, Should man. Be cool. That'll be coming out in the next couple of months and hopefully can make some money and um, actually do another one of my own CDs at some point. Yeah. If you guys um, haven't heard it, check out uh, James Hogan on, I guess, iTunes, right? Yeah, I'm on iTunes. and Or through your website or whatever. Yep. That's exactly it. JamesHogan.net. And the CD is called True Diversity on iTunes. Awesome. Um, and if we get our act together, I'm going to hopefully try to help uh, with uh, getting a Musician's Lab concert together awesome. with a bunch of us, you know, maybe over the summer or something. Yeah. So, um, you I have guess like I said, a kegger out in like a field or something. 
Yeah. I'm like Scranton. <laughs> we're just going to show up at somebody's house. <laughs> we're just going to pull up like a trailer outside of Scranton, PA, <laughs> right. and uh, pull out a, a party ball of Budweiser and uh, get some generators going on a flatbed or something. And uh, Yeah. You know what? I, look, we, we could be themed, too. When I was playing with Terry years ago, and uh, we had like a just a cover thing that we were doing. We'd always wanted to do a gig all dressed as our favorite member of, of uh, KISS, but we came to uh, the conclusion that we all like Gene Simmons. So we'd all dress like Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd I think go to that would be kind of cool, the all Gene Simmons band. <laughs> nice. So we'll work that out. Uh, coming go. soon to a town near you. Yeah, we'll right, Nam to uh, Nam twenty twelve. <laughs> twenty twelve. Well, yeah, Musicians Lab will get out there and have the G- all Gene Simmons band. I Perfect. think you know. See that alone would bring people to the concert. <laughs> yeah, it, there's probably all the other Gene Simmons impersonators <laughs> that are there. Right. right, they all show up with their <laughs> with their instruments. Going, what do I sit in? Nice. All right, man. Cool. Thanks. And, yeah, thank uh, you. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. You've been listening to a Musicians Lab podcast. Be sure to check out www.themusicianslab.com or look for the Musicians Lab podcasts at the iTunes Store. 